at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. 20 to 8, and uh, I mentioned that we were going to look at our kidneys as part of our health feature. And certainly it seems like you guys know a whole lot more than I do. If someone said, where exactly are your kidneys? I know they're in my back somewhere. But uh, to give us some more information, Lynette Siliers is a registered dietitian at Grote Skuur Hospital. It seems like we're staying at Grote Skuur today in Cape Town. Lynette, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Happy Saturday. I'm loving to be here with you. Great. Lynette, um, it is Kidney Awareness Week in South Africa. What are our kidneys for and how do we look after them better? Let's start with uh, what they are actually used for. Well, our kidneys, um, our kidneys regulate it regulates our blood pressure. It, it maintains fluid balance in your body. Basically, it's a filter. So it eliminates waste products and toxins and um, sort of uh, balance out the fluid in your body, your blood pressure, and it keeps your bones healthy. Okay. So how do we uh, affect our kidneys? And I suppose, I mean, the second part of that would be how do we look after our kidneys? Let's start with the negative stuff. What is it that we are doing to our kids? and kidneys well actually if you think about it so any anything that changes how hard your kidneys have to work over time um makes the kidney function goes down so it's basically like a worker in your body if you overwork it and you burn it out at some point it's going to start striking and then eventually it quits its job so um (laughs) as a South african um we are very prone to conditions uh, that overwhelm the kidney. Um, this is because it runs in our genes. We are prone to, we, we have family histories of high blood pressure and diabetes. And then if we don't get early treatment or a diagnosis or we don't manage those, like our blood pressure and our blood um, sugars, then we put strain on our kidneys. And we add insult to injury by carrying around extra weight. So if you are overweight or obese, both your kidneys and your heart have to work so much harder to take care of all of the extra extraness of you that it's carrying around. And then I, I think ultimately then the nail in the coffin for, for kidney health is our diet and our lifestyle. Um, yeah. but that we then put extra strain and we make everything have to work harder. So if we talk about um, our diet and our lifestyle, that we say you should drink eight glasses of water. Is that the right thing? Because I did once hear that you can actually drink too much water for your kidneys. Um, well, it's how long is a piece of string? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so depending, um, there's two sides of the spectrum. There is like, is your kidneys already struggling or is your kidneys healthy? Um, and I maybe want to say this up front that um, if, if your kidneys are struggling, depending on like the stage of your kidney disease or what kind of treatment you're on, you may have to limit different things in different quantities than, for example, somebody that is healthy and well and just looking after their body. Um, uh, hydration, uh, ultimately we drink liquid and we, we want to make pee out of it. Yeah. So taking enough liquid for your body may vary. Um, a, a good way to know is uh, is what's coming out is like is it this closer to the same color of the tap water? Like if you're not um, taking a lot of supplements or vitamins or things, um, a drink when you're thirsty. Um, so around two liters is a good gauge, but yeah. some people need more. If you are an athlete that's running and doing a lot of exercise or you sweat, you may need more. 
Um, and if you're somebody that your kidneys are struggling and you are keeping fluid back, then you might have to limit that. So some people are able to donate. I mean, do we need two kidneys? So I think I've heard that some people are able to donate a kidney to someone who is of the same blood type or the same family as themselves. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, the the kidneys is one of the few organs that we can um, give somebody else and help save their lives whilst we are still walking around um, and joining them on this world. Yeah. Our kidneys uh, filter our body. So we have the capacity to, one of your kidneys, pick up the slack. Um, and actually, if we if you have healthy, if you're healthy and well yeah. and strong, you are able to donate a kidney to somebody else and your body will just adjust. Um, there's actually quite a bit of literature that people that donate kidneys live just as long or sometimes even longer than people with two kidneys because then they look after their health well and they get checkups regularly. And I think that's one of the biggest things that has an influence on kidney failure is that people don't get their numbers checked often. They don't know if they have high blood pressure or diabetes or they have other diseases underlying. So if you get a regular checkups, you you get if there's something that's picked up, you can address that and fix that. So that's absolutely true. You can give somebody a kidney. Lynette, so how do we know when there's something wrong with our kidneys? What, what would we be feeling? Would we be feeling like low, low energy? Would we have a pain in our back? How would it work? Well, ultimately, we don't want to have signs and symptoms so that we need to get checked out. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would really recommend that that would not be something that we want to look out for. We, we want to get um, yearly checkups at whether you do it at your clinic or your day hospital or at your GP, just to know your numbers. Yeah. Um, but signs would be if you are puffy and you're holding fluid back, if you're tired, um, all the time, if you suddenly um, urinating a lot more or a lot less than you used to do, headaches, yeah. um, uh, yes, a chronic fatigue, um, pain, itchiness, those could all be signs um, that you that there might be something un- otherwise underlying. And oftentimes, the kidneys failing is just the final walk in the journey for other um, influences, maybe you had an infection, maybe you've had diabetes and you didn't know, maybe you have high blood pressure and you didn't know. So a lot of the signs and symptoms that would come with how we diagnose those diseases would be the early signs of what kidney failure would look like. We do have a question for you. Let's go to it. Good morning. Good morning, SFM and uh, listeners. Um, I want to know if um, uh, drinking an uh, energy drink um, uh, uh, to harm my, my kidneys because I, I always drink energy drink uh, so I want to know uh, uh, drinking energy drink uh, it, it does harm my kidneys thank you so would an energy drink um, if you only drink energy uh, drinks would that be bad for you can i start answering this question by maybe giving a little bit of insight into how food works um 
So what we understand about food and how food has changed and the science of understanding food has changed over the last 20 years. Maybe if I can put it into perspective. 20 years ago, if you took a rope trip from Joburg to Cape Town, you would pack some Samis uh, in an old ice cream container with boiled eggs and a flask of tea and some frozen water in a bottle. Um, but these days you can, you can stop at a petrol station every two hours and you can buy things that will last many, many, many years that are not fresh. That would be something like an, an energy drink. So the difference in how food was way back when and now and um, questions around whether food is good or bad for us lies in understanding that not all nutrients are equal and that not all nutrients are absorbed equal. So we, if we look at something like an energy drink um, and we look at, we compare the ingredients that would be in there with something like, say, an apple. So maybe let me use an example. Something like an energy drink may have glucose in it. It may have potassium in it. It may have vitamins in it. But those same components could be in something like an apple. So if you eat food, whole food, the way it um, occurs in nature, the body absorbs and uses that very differently from man-made ingredients that were made in a lab somewhere that we've processed and preserved to change it. And the, the biggest thing that has an influence on our health when we talk about diet is when we add all of these additional foods that didn't occur whole and naturally in in, in nature, because the more man meddles with it, the more nonsense we add, and those are the problems for our kidneys uh, and our health overall. So something like an energy drink has a lot of extra additional um, minerals and electrolytes that's added into the extra sugar because um, it was designed for a specific purpose. Oh, you're running a marathon. Your body is sweating out all of these electrolytes and it needs fast glucose. But if you're not running the comrades, what is your body going to do with all of these highly absorbable nutrients? Yeah. So very quick question from Felix and Winberg saying, what about the difference between freshly squeezed juice and 100% juice, which one buys in the store? Which one is good? All right. There is a good and a bad side about this answer. But, um, so when we preserve things, so that means we increase um, shelf life so mm. that it lives longer. Yeah. There's always additions that get added. All right. Yeah. So you would have preservatives and you have stabilizers and you would have salts that's added to keep things fresh on a shelf and palatable for a long time. So obviously the fresher one would be the better option. But I want to take it one step further that how many oranges would you squish to get a glass of orange juice? A lot. You will never sit and eat yum, 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 nine or ten oranges, but we think nothing to just gulp down a glass of juice. Yeah. So we would rather eat our f- food than drink our food. There is a lot of portion distortion that occurs when we're, when we're drinking our food um, because your brain works in volumes. And for somebody that, for example, is struggling to lose weight or somebody that is struggling to maintain their blood sugars, um, you would rather eat something like eat two foods and not drink six or eight foods. Okay, we need to go to a break, but when we come back, we do have another question that we will put to you. Michelle Constant on SAFM. Well, it is Kidney Awareness Week, so we're chatting to Lynette Siliers, who is a dietitian at the Hrutuskir Hospital. We have a question for you here, Lynette. Good morning, Michelle. 
and your guest, the doctor there, and SFM listeners. I've got a question, Michelle. During the day, I pee less, and during the night, I wake up a lot to pee. Is there anything problem with my kidney, or it's just normal? Because I don't drink beer, I don't smoke, I live my normal life. So that's my worry. Is there anything with my kidneys? Thanks. A very good morning, SA team. This is Nan Labana. I'm a truck driver myself. And I know energy drink, it helps. Uh, like if you feel tired, it, it wakes you up. But I do understand that energy drink is not right because at the end of the day, it might damage my kidneys. Instead, I most of the time, I prefer to take a cappuccino. Is it okay to take cappuccino regularly? Because it also wakes me up. I can drive a long distance if I take cappuccino. Can I get a, a, a reply, please? So there's two questions for you, Lynette. The first one, waking up in the middle of night and peeing maybe, which you haven't done at, uh, much in the past. Hello, Lynette. Oh, we seem to have lost Lynette. We are going to chat to her in a moment. We'll get her back on the line to find out what is going on. Um, we've also got a question around the kidneys and high creatine uh, levels as well. Lynette, are you with us again? Good morning. Yes, yeah, sorry, the line went dead there for a moment. Okay, so Lynette, so the first question was around um, waking up in the middle of the night and peeing. Is that something to do potentially with, if you're doing it more often than usual and you don't drink beer or whatever the case, is that something unusual? That is something that you could have checked out. Um, if something in your body changes, your body is always telling you something. So sometimes when we have um, undiagnosed diabetes, your body might try to um, urinate more, make you more thirsty so that you're consuming, because um, it wants water, it wants to regulate the pressure and um, the sugar levels in your, in your blood. So it might make you more thirsty and it might make you um, urinate more during the night. So you could um, get your blood sugar tested to make sure that you don't have underlying diabetes or an insulin resistance. Um, men um, should also start um, over um, a certain age, start just having a look at their prostate because sometimes um, our body, um, when our, our, our plumbing changes, our, our um, uh, nighttime schedules for urinating might also change. So in, in short, if anything in your body changes, um, it is worthwhile to just pop into your local clinic or to your GP and just have it checked out. Rather be safe than wondering and then um, if there is something underlying that it progresses. Uh, Lynette, we also had that question about, um, okay, we know that uh, sugary drinks and energy drinks can be bad for you, but we have a truck driver who is drinking cappuccino instead and wants to know, is cappuccino better? Is it worse? Can one use that rather? Um, thank you. That is a very valid question. Um, there, there is there is cappuccino and then there is cappuccino. Um, <laughs> we, we get a freshly brewed coffee. Um, and then we get a packet that we just snip and add water. Obviously, if ingredients are dried and like the expiry date is 2044, you have to wonder what else was additionally added into those ingredients being able to be stable for such a long time. 
Um, water, clean, fresh water is your body's preferred option of liquid. And oftentimes people drink energy drinks or caffeine-loaded drinks to keep awake. Um, and when the body is tired, it feels often the same, the brain is tired, it feels the same as the other thing that feels like that is when we're hungry. That is why it is trying to go for something that is energy dense. Um, and, and unfortunately, as adults, sometimes we do have to adult and we can't go lie down and take a nap if we have to do our job. But there are other ways to help um, wake up the brain. Taking deep breaths. Um, uh, the question was from somebody that was a truck driver. Mm. Um, open the window. Get some fresh air in. Um, put a song on that you love and sing to it out loud. That releases some endorphins in your body. Maybe if you're able to stop and take a break, say every two hours, stretch. Get some movement into your body. That wakes up your brain. That wakes up your body. If it's students that are studying, um, get up, stand up, shake it out, stretch a little. That wakes up the brain. Take some deep breaths in and out. Um, get some fresh air, maybe splash some water on your face. That has the same effect of waking up your brain, just re-engaging your body. Um, And to spend quality time in investing in your sleep. Um, We often forget that we choose energy drinks because our body is tired and our brain is tired, but that's a very knock-on effect of not taking care of our sleeping habits. And something that feeds into our sleeping habits would be movement, exercise. And exercise is not a punishment that your body can't um, move. It should be a celebration. And it doesn't mean you need to hit the gym. I mean, dancing to a TikTok video or gardening or standing and stretching and shaking it out, that is movement. Um, And movement helps us sleep better and sleep tomorrow helps our brain not to crave and carve um, into uh, energy drinks and and large amounts of caffeine. Okay, so we're going to um, run out of time, but quickly, does eating overripe fruit, strawberry or mangoes affect the kidneys is one question. And another question is also um, the relationship between kidneys and high creatine levels. Let's start with the latter and go back to the first. So the question was around does over... Uh, overripe fruit, fruit, yeah. Eating overripe fruit, does that have any relation? Does that impact your kidneys? Um, well, I, I think um, any, any fruit that has started to expire or started to, um, <laughs> how, how do you say that, um, go over its shelf life, I think we should be cautious that we don't that it upset our tummy from that. Um, Things that are over, uh, gone over its um, eating uh, date or expiry date, and if your your tummy uh, is very strong in making these things go out, out if it's unhappy with it. But uh, um, fruits are in a natural um, state, so the the nutrients okay. from there. That's not the, the harmful nutrients that we're looking out for. Lynette, does it have literally? I'm giving you five seconds. Any relation to your creatine levels? So creatinine and urea is um, uh, um, indication of how well your kidneys are filtering. So your kidneys filter out toxins and waste products. So if your creatinine levels goes up, your urea levels goes up, that would, might mean that your kidneys, the filtering capacity of your kidney isn't working well. And depending on the level, that will tell us how much the kidneys are struggling. Great. It's 8 o'clock. That's Lynette Siliers, registered dietitian at the Crotus Cure Hospital. Time for the news. Good morning.